Welcome to the Coconut Grove Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Katie. Every Thursday, my co-host Ashley and I discuss the human experience and what that looks like here in LA. This week, we're having a live therapy session where we are each going to share what we're working on and what advice we hope to get out of it. It will probably be one of our more vulnerable episodes. Stay tuned. I figured I, we should do like a little cheery intro because I don't know how uncheery the episode is going to be. <laughs> Not that I feel like it's going to be like a downer, but who knows which direction it's going to go, you know? So so we're, you're saying we should build people up in, until we are ready to knock them down? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> hopefully not knock them down, but they might come down to our level, so okay, to speak. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so you want to start as high as we can be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. let's, I mean, without further ado, um, everybody's been watching all over Instagram what's been happening over the past couple of days. By the time this episode comes out, you'll be uh, convinced that you want to participate in what we got done. Uh, So Ashley, it's on both of our stories and fun updates. Uh, I will let you take it away. What did we get up to? Okay, so (laughs) I am so excited about this one. We, on Saturday, we went and got tattoos. So, but not just any kind of tattoos. Not just any kind. We got ephemeral tattoos. So, the backstory we've given a few times, but a quick synopsis for those who are tuning in for the first time. Um, I was really interested in this ephemeral concept. It's a made to fade tattoo. And Katie's showcasing hers on her shoulder, Saturn with two moons. Um, so, this is an ink that is applied just like a regular tattoo with the needle under the gun. And uh, it takes as long as a regular tattoo. There are definitely some nuances, which we won't reveal until we do our, our interview on it. But we both went and had a tattoo Is that the done. first time we've plugged the interview? I don't know if we've plugged it before uh, on the podcast. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I've been like telling friends, but... I don't think that we've told people that it's not just that, hey, we got tattoos. It's like, guys, we got the VIP treatment from Ephemeral. We went in. The whole house was cleared for us. We had an amazing tattoo artist. And um, we had like the whole afternoon with him. Um, And we had, yeah, with the VIP process was Free tattoos. With ring pops so, at the end. With, and <laughs> with ring pops. A balloon and a ring in the goodie loading. bag. <laughs> Did you, you know that? Ring? I got an alien. <gasps> Fun. <laughs> I got a, I got I got a silver alien. little ring to go with my oh, new cute. silver trend. They knew me. And a balloon. Oh, so perfect. Yeah, I got an alien. And he looks like the same color as the soap. But I like him. He's very cute. Oh, like a blue. <laughs> like the, I was like, it's the soap. The Dr. Bronner's. Yeah, like the, the best soap ever. Yellow color, like he's oh like the actual yellow. the liquid part. The oh, actual. I thought you meant the label. Like, oh, he's an alien that came out of the soap. I didn't. I didn't see him there before, and I was like, oh, what's this? It's a little alien man. Very cute. So yeah, we were just like we we're just chilling. We we're just eating snacks, hanging out. Well, I guess not that many snacks were eaten in 
the studio because I think the nerves were kind of high, but we definitely packed our bags full of snacks and ate them later. Yeah, I had um, my my uh, trail mix today. Sorry, I had to interject that because it was absolutely important to announce. I did so eat the important. snacks that were yeah, there. The snacks were good. Um yeah, so like I don't know. Basically, I really wanted to see what this was all about because I I feel like I'm their target market. I'm like that person that has always been curious in self-expression with tattoos, but just like in no way has the ability to like commit to something. Um I think it's probably because of anxiety uh working through that, but all in all it was perfect for me, right? It's a tattoo that's supposed to last approximately a year. And you get the whole experience of a real tattoo with the, the highs and lows. So the high being that you got to go and you got to get your tattoo, your design that you wanted, and you get to visualize it on your own skin. And the low being that, yes, it still hurts like a real tattoo. Um, but I'm still floored. I am still talking about it. Um, actually, I had a few friends reach out to me and one actually came to my house uh, yesterday afternoon was like I need to see it and she was oh, just like so cute. excited how fun yeah, and she's like I want to get an ephemeral and yes so I mean I don't think I was wrong with this one I think that there's a lot of people that just want to know what the experience is like yeah, and we like may encourage some folks yeah yeah exactly That's so great. um I'm still super happy about it. What What about you? Because I, I see that you have it as your uh, fun update also. So what's your take? Yeah, no, I mean, same as you. I kind of wanted you to take it away a little bit because it, it, it was your first experience, like getting tattooed in general. So it was a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I brought it up because I knew it was going to happen eventually. We we're going to talk about it. So just, you know, drop it right away because it's like the most important information according to our Instagram right now, because we can't stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to give a little sneak peek. Um, I'm probably going to patch it up again tonight right after this. Cause I just like washed it, took the patches off. Uh, I just wanted to let it like breathe a little. Um, yeah. Feeling good about it. Feeling excited to see it like fully heal. It's a little red and tender still, obviously, cause it's only been two days, but yeah. I'm excited, like just to have another tattoo, yeah, I'm another so piece. Excited. Yeah, yours is so neat too, especially with like all the constellations and the balance and like the harmony of your art. It's so neat. I love it. I know it's so fun. Yeah, I'm loving looking at it and just like having it as a part of my just me. And like like you said, it's not going to be here for very long, less than a year. So if I decide I got really bored of it or don't like the placement or want to put something else there instead, I can change my mind. So love that. Yeah, that's the coolest part. Um, I think it's so funny, too, because everyone's like, you got a tattoo. And I'm like, yes. Kind of asterisk. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned as I take photos of my elbow for a year every month. And you can learn just how long this tattoo totally. lasts. Mm -hmm. yeah i know we're gonna so we're really be like the guinea it. pigs of our friend groups and our family of like okay if you are thinking about it watch it fade on me and we'll see exactly so we Anyways. were bold for them <laughs> yeah 
Um, I would love to know what your sunshine medicine is, kind of moving day, moving into the episode, the lounge. Yeah. Um, okay, this sounds like really silly, but just hear me out. So it's it's literally been holiday ads and holiday drinks. Oh my gosh. So, love. <laughs> it's it's you're like, just like feeling festive, huh? You know when it's Yeah, like you know when it's just like early times in the holiday seasons and you're just is like you you don't necessarily have your tree up although I know you have your tree up I'm like okay that's coming this weekend but you know like YouTube and like everything is still targeting me and it's like it's holidays so Uh, YouTube in December oh yeah YouTube in December is like the best it's all snowy and cozy and you have vlogsmiths everywhere which I'm still a sucker for. Um, I love I Christmas love on YouTube. I absolutely love I'm, Me too. That's what I've been watching. I've been going to like all my favorite YouTubers and just like waiting patiently for like the, you have to yeah. have this or like come sit with me at my Decorate my tree open. with me. Yeah, like make eggnog yeah. with my family and make gingerbread cookies and build gingerbread houses. Yeah, it's the best. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't okay. wait. Can I please, can I just come with you? Like, I bet your house smells amazing. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day I'll be that influencer doing that vlog. Yes, but ma'am. now I'm watching, like, as many You're as You're just getting get inspired. Yeah. Um, Fun. Yeah. 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 So what about you? Well, I put my tree on my sunshine medicine also. Well, I mean, just kind of, like, in theme. Um, it's just like, I love having my tree just be all decorated and like, it just brings so much magic to the house. So definitely brightening my week. I also put my Squishmallow. Is it but a, it's, oh, go ahead. Is your, is your tree a, a fake tree or is it a real tree? No, I do a real tree. I'm a real tree girl through and through. Um, oh. It's also, it's also better for the environment. I know there is like a debate on if it is or isn't, but uh, it is better for the environment to get a real tree, especially if you buy from a smaller farm. This time I brought from Home Depot, but we're not going to shame me. There's no ethical consum- uh, consumption under capitalism anyway, so <laughs> don't shame. Yeah, it's, it's still better. It's no, that's good yeah. to know because I wasn't sure if I should get a real one or not. It smells of, uh, better. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it. If you, if you just need an easy one, like, I don't see what the huge problem is. It's still better. You're not putting any, like, plastic in the air. Eh. Anyways. Yeah, not a big fan of the plastic. Yeah, okay. I get the Sorry. convenience of it, but, and, like, I think in order for it to be better than a real tree, you have to use it over 20 years, the same tree. And, like, you'd have to take really good care of a plastic tree. For it to last you 20 years. Oh my gosh. That's insane. All the needles mm-hmm. always fall off. Yeah, I don't know. I've always had real tree, so I wouldn't know. Anyways, the other one is a squishmallow, and it's also Christmas, and it's a cat. Um, I don't know if I have Do it have in it? here. I don't know. I can check really quickly if I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me like two seconds. Yeah. I don't think I do. I don't think I have it in here. But it's basically, it looks like it's a mini one, like this big. 
roughly. Um, and it looks just like one of my cats. It looks like Cleo, the calico one, oh, but it has like a Christmas cute. sweater on it. It is the cutest thing. It is so comfortable. It's more comfortable than my pillow. Sometimes, well, I feel bad because I feel like I'm like suffocating the cat, but like sometimes I like lay on it a little bit like a pillow, you know? <laughs> um so that brings me a lot but of are sunshine they like super squishy and like the really squishiest like tactile I, oh yeah. my gosh i love I feel them. like they had those at costco they're everywhere i got it at ralph's yeah. at ralph's nice i know weird never seen them at ralph's they're just at mine i got the squishmallow ralph's <laughs> i've got trees <laughs> oh nice well what are you looking yeah, forward to so Along the same lines, <laughs> I honestly feel like um, me and the whole world are just looking forward to rest. So in this oh, yeah. case, it's just going home for Christmas. But I mean, I'm looking forward to like even the drive home and just like the little baby road trip and just like time in a cold climate for a week or two, just turning off the brain. You know, I just feel like we don't do that enough. And I'm with you. I, I was like, ooh, at Thanksgiving, that was nice. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I, oh okay. We still have to wait another couple of weeks here for Christmas to take a full break. Yeah, I know. I'm really looking forward to that too. That's also, I mean, not, not like going home. I'm going to stay here, but like that same kind of like resting, like Christmas. I am really looking forward to that. I'm just like, even if I don't take time off, I'm looking forward to having that holiday season and just the holiday spirit and kind of like the feeling of resting. You know what I mean? Cause nobody really does anything around yeah. Christmas, especially that time between Christmas and new year's. Um, so I feel like that's the perfect time to just like lay low. Um, I'm also Holy. looking forward to my birthday cause it's the beginning of January and that always gets me motivated for like, I don't know, stuff, goals and things. That's so exciting. You were telling me the other day that you're thinking of a little trip somewhere for your birthday? Yeah. If we end up going somewhere, it'll be probably like the weekend of my birthday because my birthday's on a Thursday. Um, we might go to Vegas, possibly. That's up in the air. It sounds fun. Indeed. Yeah, that'd be so fun. But like oh a little short yes. two-day, a shorty. And then I might take some time off just to like rest at home. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know me. Can never commit to a vacation plan you figure it out <laughs> so we'll see but yeah vegas you don't need more than like two three days yeah exactly in the winter too and it's so cold over there because it's the desert um so you have to like I figure out which hotels you're like bunkering down in <laughs> i know mike was mike well mike is currently on his vegas trip with his guy friends and they were all like, oh, it's going to be such nice weather. And he's like, no, it's like five to 10 degrees colder in Vegas than it is in LA right now. Like, why did you guys want to go to Vegas? Yeah, so. I think people are under the impression that Vegas like stays warm. And that's just couldn't, that could be further from the truth. It gets yeah, really, really extreme. cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's extreme. So now it's pretty cold. And before, yeah, in the in the summer, it's like super hot. So yeah, I think we were the best there. Time like, for Vegas is the side seasons, right? For sure, I would say so. When we went in February, 
in February 2020, before the world shut down, um, it was like 30 degrees. It was really cold. We were shocked. I mean, not like shocked, but like, we were like, is it not going to ease up a little bit? Like not even 45, 50, maybe it was, it was cold. Freezing. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not 30, but in the thirties. Anyways. It's still Um, super cold. Yeah. But if we go, I'm going to enjoy it still. It's still um, okay. a good time. Let's, let's tell everyone what's hot because I know they all, well, that's what they fast forward to anyways. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you're using us for our ability to predict, predict trends and tell you what to get into. Um, so with my read on the current climate, I think what's hot right now is probably something that's been brewing for a very long time. And I'm just kind of pointing out the particular color in this, but Air Jordans high tops for women, but in the color pine are definitely Is it that like dark green? Actually the light green. It's the... (gasps) um, I would love to see a photo. Okay, this is worth trying to pull up here. Hold on. It's they're really at like my first response to them were like, I hate these. But after um, just thinking about them for a little while, I don't know. They're really it's growing like the on Uggs. me. Okay. Uh, the oh, Uggs are, are really still cu- just growing on me like a fungus. Oh, those are really cute. But yeah. See how they're like the, the brighter green? Because the dark green is a little different. Um, I almost called it like navy green, green but like I feel like that's exactly <laughs> like a navy green. Yeah, 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 navy green. Or maybe <laughs> even these are a little bit brighter than I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's almost that's like a brighter version of our podcast green. Yeah, exactly. So I will probably be scooping up a pair, but it looks to me like they're like a heritage release color. And I don't know if they're actually making that color anymore, but they're blowing up. So people are getting them somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. So, Sneakerheads always know where to get shoes. And they're always like, yeah, I could never get into sneakers just because I it's like it's like terrifying how like good people are at finding the shoes, knowing how much they cost, knowing how to resell them, knowing what stores to buy them at. Like it's crazy. I had an old boss that was a really big crazy. sneakerhead. And like the amount of information he knew just about like where to buy the sneakers. It, it was mind blowing. So, yeah, it's literally overwhelming. So, yeah, I will if I can find a like reliable source. I'll yeah, link girl. It, but for now, I yeah, I'm like okay. So they make the navy pine <laughs> color, the navy, the navy available. green. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the navy green. But the like light green uh, is really elusive. So interesting. Check like back it in next probably next really episode. good for spring yeah. too. Well, yeah, let us know if you get your hands yeah. on them. It, I might need I might need until spring to find them, but I, I could definitely tell you they're going to get hot. What about you? What's on your guide? Nice. I've got three things. Number one, this podcast is going to be the It Podcast for 2023. We mm-hmm. had some really good. We had some cool stats for um for our Spotify Unwrapped, and then I started listening to other. <laughs> podcasts and they were telling their stats and I started getting I started feeling really bad um oh, and I was no. like <laughs> I was like it's okay it's okay it's like it, it was our first year like those people have been around for like five years um so I'm like breathe but I'm excited because I think 
our podcast has really found its like rhythm, or at least like we're figuring it out. If we haven't found it yet, we we're like in the stage of figuring it out where like we're like right about to blow up. You know what I mean? So this podcast is what's hot. Um, and for the Definitely. listeners who we saw that we were your top podcast on Spotify, thank you. We love you. Shout out to us or say hi to us so you know exactly who you are because you know who you are. Apparently, you only listen to us on Spotify. Um, for the <laughs> Apple Podcast listeners, um, we don't. I don't really have any unwrapped stats on you, but leave us reviews. That's the only stat we can monitor. Um, anyways, the other two things that are hot are the mascara. I just put the mascara because you know exactly the mascara I'm talking about because I've been talking about it for yes, months now, it feels like. Uh, Ashley informed me it's sold out. That's how hot it is. It's the Tower 28 mascara. It's a clean beauty brand at Sephora. Obsessed with it. I've been obsessed with it since day one of using it. Can't stop talking about it. Won't stop talking about it. And it is the hottest item. If you got your hands on some, you know it's up, don't you? Anyways, sorry, Ashley. <laughs> Use it sparingly because you're not going to be able to get some for like six months, I bet. Ah, good point. I'm like using mine away. Like, ah, good well, point. Well, use it because it'll dry out. <laughs> True. Well, within the months that I think it's like six months or something. Um, okay. And the last thing that's hot, because I feel like all of the items that I would want to call out are on our gift guide. So our gift guide is really hot. We put together a gift guide for you guys. Um, basically, I think by the time this episode is out, we have it all linked on a like to know it link. Um, if not, we figured something else yes. out. Just check our show notes. <laughs> we have we had a bit of a like a setup malfunction or just like confusion on our end, but we're figuring it out. By the time this episode comes out, you'll be able to shop away. We have a lot of really cool items on our gift guide, and pretty much everything that we call out is hot is on there, and also some other things that maybe we haven't mentioned on the podcast before. So, that's I would hot. just say a note on that. Um, Probably the like it to know it's are going to be through like my personal account at the moment. That's fine. They know Ashley. And, yeah, Ashley's so Ashley. take a look for that. But uh, don't be confused if it's also linked to my um, a painting account. It probably won't be, but I just want to like put it out there that there could always be a little bit She's of. She's just plugging herself. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a side. So plug. there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, happy holidays. What are you going to get for gifts this year? Oh, gosh, such a good question. I actually have no idea. I'm stuck in a spiral of trying to decide what's a good gift, what's a bad gift, and what's just going to get thrown out in January. Do you have any ideas? I totally get that. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, have you thought about puzzles? Uh, no, absolutely not. Puzzles give me old man vibes. No. <laughs> okay, not puzzle. A puzzle puzzle makes an ordinary night feel like a party. Their puzzles feature fun and eclectic designs like my favorite, Balls in Your Court, which show off disco balls because you know I love to dance. Wait, wait, that looks really cute and really fun. What other designs do they have? Okay, so I have picked out my second favorite, which I think is perfect for you. Sugar Daddy! Because, of course, Nestor is an amazing chef, and you guys love fine dining. I'm literally obsessed. Okay, uh, how much do they cost? Let's be real. We're in a recession. I know, I know. Actually, their small bundle set is pretty great. It's $52. 
But get this, we have partnered with Puzzle Puzzles and we're giving away a gift set for the holidays and one for the Coconut Grove anniversary. Oh my gosh. Okay, give me all the details, please. Okay, so for the main winner for the Coconut Grove anniversary, we're giving away the four pack of the thousand piece puzzles, which features our two favorites and two other designs, which are Nectar of the Gods and Roll the Dice. Is there a runner up? Yes, for the runner up for the holidays, we're giving away their two 500 piece puzzles. That's cool as a cucumber and pie in the sky. Super cute. I'm literally obsessed. Okay, where can I find them year round? Because these are definitely going to be more than just a seasonal product. Totally agree. So if you want to go and pick up any of these for yourself at any point in the year, check out puzzlepuzzle.com. That's P-E-Z-E-L puzzle.com. And use our promo code, guys. We have a promo code. C-O-C-O-A-N-U-T-G-R-O-V-E 20 for 20% off your first order. Dang, that's a great deal. Okay, I'm officially stocking up now. Thank you so much, Ashley. You bet. Okay, let's move into the episode because I did want to keep this kind of a tighter episode um, just so we don't get too emotional um, if it does go there. (laughs) Uh, Let's go through our episode goals. Do you want to cover them? Okay, yeah. So for the rest of this little shorty podcast, we're going to get vulnerable and share what's on our minds and what we are actively working on. I think we're trying to validate your seasonal depression or your winter blues because we know y'all have them. And we're just going to take a moment and listen and cheer each other on during a very busy season, which will hopefully slow down soon. All right. Giving Katie like T minus 10 seconds to eat her. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. This is, this is my pink frosting dough. Oh, um, tell everyone this is your moment to to glow that one up. <laughs> oh, I talked about this thing uh, like a ton on the podcast. Uh, I know it's, it's just like this is my last jar. It's pink. It's delish. No, we, oh we're we're you 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 did the goals. Now we're moving into the episode, so it's dance break time. All right, get serious now. Get serious. Tell me your troubles. We wrote a list of questions so the listeners know for context. We wrote a list of questions um, that we kind of like could go back and forth on um, just to help each other open up a little bit and see what's on our mind. So this is supposed to be like live therapy. um, So it's going to be pretty vulnerable probably. So yeah, I guess like the first question we have on our little she is, how are you? What is on your mind? Um, I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. Same. I feel like I have been, yeah, I feel like I have been showing up for everyone for a long time. And I've been showing up like as best I can. Um, I'm showing up in so many ways that are not like down the same road, if you know what I mean. Like just like, like what? Work. Like work could not be farther removed from this podcast, from like my relationship with Mike, from family. Like I'm just, it's so many directions. Like they're not overlapping like the ways I'm showing up. So. So your life is like split in all directions and you're like being torn. Yeah. 
Yeah, I liken it to having like a set amount of butter and one piece of toast and you just you spread that butter as far as you can. But I feel like my toast is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and my butter has not grown. Oh my gosh, I feel you. That's similar to to my spoon theory. Well, not my spoon theory, but like I told you about this over uh, like a coffee the other day. Um, So for the listeners, a spoon theory is basically um, this concept that was created for um, uh, essentially people uh, with disabilities in in some way, shape or form or people with autoimmune issues. Um, And it's the idea that everybody has like a set... like a number of spoons they start out their day with. I don't know why it's spoons. You can imagine any other uh, object you want, but in this analogy, it's spoons. And everybody starts out with like a set number of spoons a day. Um, But for each person, um, an action doing something costs spoons. And for certain people, one action might cost more spoons to you than somebody else. So for example, like showering something like that could be one spoon or half a spoon for the average person. But for somebody with disabilities, it might be like four spoons. And if they start out their day with 10 spoons, then they've just given almost half their energy for the day. So they don't have a ton of output. Um, So it's interesting to think about like when you, when you're like setting up your day and you're analyzing yourself in the morning, like, how do I feel? You can kind of like use either that like spoon theory or even like Ashley's butter theory, basically, um, to see like what, what energy output can I realistically give without running out of spoons or without spreading, like without running out of butter, basically. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I think, yeah. I definitely think that some people will see it as a spoon theory. I think that's a really good analogy. Um, For me, I don't know. It literally feels like butter because sometimes I just feel like I'm getting crushed under the weight of like the responsibilities that I have. So like, that's why I think of it that way. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been something I've managed for a long time, but I think maybe when you say managed right now, when you say managed, is it like, do you feel like it's a point where you're like filling your cup up and it's like right about to fall over and like that's managed? Or do you feel like managed is like you're leaving an inch of room before you pour your, like, before you stop pouring water? If you can visualize that. Because mm. yeah. I feel like each person's definition of managed would be different. Like, like for me, I would probably be like right at the top of the line of the cup. Like that's like, I'm managing, I'm doing great. Like, this is awesome for me. I'm not spilling over, <laughs> but like in a healthy standard, like managing would be leaving yourself enough rooms so that you're not falling over. I don't know. I like my boss is actually really cool. And I look up to her quite a lot. Um, she told me to work less hard and she was like, you need to work at 80% capacity oh, every great. day, maybe less. And I was like, why? And she's like, because sometimes we need you at 110%. It's not often, but when we do, we, we don't want you to have a mental breakdown. Not that you have, but she's like, that's just how you have to function. So she's like, don't feel bad if you work at less than your full capacity on a particular day. Don't waste your energy beating yourself up that you haven't mm. performed that day because you will perform on the day we need you. And that counts for more. And oh, I was that's like, such cool. a good point. And, yeah, I love that. But also... 
I think part of why I'm feeling spread thin is because I'm also like beating myself down. Like you could be doing more here. You could be doing more oh, 100%. here. Like, I do the like, exact same thing. Not. Yeah. Right. Have I, have I told you about the uh, Stutz documentary on Netflix? The one with Jonah Hill. It's called Stutz. I think S T U T Z. It's the documentary that Jonah Hill, well, he calls it a movie. I don't even think he calls it a documentary. Um, that Jonah Hill directed and wrote about his therapist. Um, and his therapist's last name is Stutz. And it it is one of the greatest, like, I don't know, pieces of art, I would call it, that's been put out in a long time, especially by Jonah Hill. I love his take on a lot of stuff. I love his visuals as an artist. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, basically, in this movie, the therapist is giving like the actual tools and advice that he would give his clients. So it's really great because you're like, sweet, free therapy session. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. Um, so that's great. Um, the uh, therapist has a great sense of humor. And you can tell that him and Jonah have a great dynamic together, um, which is really nice to see. Um, but basically in this documentary, one thing that really stuck with me was this, they called it like um, the string of pearls. And basically it's this idea that like each pearl, like here's me going into actions again, because as a neurodivergent, I really struggle with actions. Um, but basically each pearl is an action and like the string is life basically. So you're just your only job is to put pearls on the string is to just take action. And then inside every pearl is like a piece of shit, basically. Like not every action is going to be pretty. Actually, every action is probably not going to be pretty, but that's not the point. The point is to, isn't to make a pretty pearl, anything it's to string pearls. That's it. That's your only job. And like when it was framed like that, it helped me so much, like so much. And Jonah Hill was even like, I actually take that and I flip it around. He's like, Every every pearl is shit, but it's surrounded by a pearl. Or he said he's str he strings shit, but it's surrounded by a pearl. So it's like every action he already knows it's not going to be great, but it doesn't matter because there's something great about it. There, it's like coded in greatness almost. Like even if you oh. feel like it's shitty, there's something about it that isn't shitty. So like whatever that you're doing, if you're painting, if you're trying to um, get a degree. If you're trying to write a book, anything like that, it doesn't matter if you feel like it's shitty. It just like, cause at the end of the day, like it's, it really isn't like there's something admirable about admirable about it or like special about it. Um, so that That's reframing. So just the concept. Yeah. The reframing is huge. And I think also what you're saying, like the concept of just like, you're adding to something like, potentially hopefully there's a knot at the other end of that string and you're actually making a necklace you're not just like dropping them off the back um which is also a bit of a metaphor too right yeah so i think it's supposed to be more like a metaphor for life like it's it's an infinity string it's never endless like ever mm. never ending it's endless um but the string is life and the pearls are just the things that you do to get through life. It's, you could make it a smaller scale and talk about it in the, in the frame of mind of goals. But um, for me, and in, in this context, it was like a frame of life or a frame reframing of life to be like, you know, it, it you don't have to think about five years in the future where you're going to be. All you need to focus on is stringing that next pearl. 
doing that next action, taking that next step, waking up the next day is just stringing the pearl for some people, whatever it is for you. Moving. Yeah, moving moving forward. Moving forward and not looking back and and judging what the action was and not judging what the action will be before it because it's all the same. It takes the pressure off. A lot. Yeah, at least for me. So I highly recommend that documentary or film, whatever they call it, but it's on Netflix. Um, Lots of good hidden gems in there too. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, how are you? What's on your mind? Ugh, so much. Um, I I know like I I, like wrote that question. I'm like, what an easy question to answer, but it's actually pretty hard. Um, I'm okay. Um, I think that, I mean, like I said, my water is like filled to the top of my metaphorical cup of life where I feel like I could overflow any second. Um, I... I share a lot of anxieties that you have of like life of like, okay, things need to get done. And if I focus on that, I'm just going to spiral out of control. I almost did that last night. Um, I self-sabotage a lot. And here's the thing. I'm trying to reframe it away from self-sabotage because um, I'm not doing it on purpose. And it is because of my, um, my brain. Um, and I have to find new ways to kind of adapt and make it work for me. Uh, and I also have to figure out how to like not force myself into, um, believing things that like are not true for me. You know what I mean? It's like, I think I, I appreciate knowing about my brain, but I also have like 28 years of having like lived life a certain way. So it's really hard not only to like change it for like my surroundings, but also just like changing it for myself, like inside how I believe things and like how I need to reframe things because the information is different now. So it's like, I I jump right, I just jumped right into calling it self-sabotage, but that's not what it is. It's executive dysfunction. I'm not doing it on purpose. It's it's my brain reacting basically. Can you give us an example of what of uh, of executive dysfunction or executive dysfunction? Yeah, it doesn't have to be your example, but just like so that people understand the concept. Yeah, so basically, it's it's kind of this like paralysis of decision making in some in some kind of way of like you really genuinely feel paralyzed and unable to complete a task that most people would deem as like really easy. So, um, executive dysfunction for me is like literally like showering, um, cleaning the house, um, paying bills, um, answering phone calls, returning phone calls, um, texting people back. Um, it's, it literally touches like every aspect of my life. And that's, I mean, all of this information is like what led me to um, seeking an autism diagnosis. Um, and we'll see if I end up doing that. I, I keep debating if I do want to pursue like an official one. Um, and I might do one of those where it's like technically official, but it's not going to be on your record. So like it, you'll avoid like the medical weirdness of having it on your record. Um, so maybe I'll do that and it's cheaper as well. Cause to get an autism diagnosis, it's 
$2,000, something like that. What? Yeah. For an adult. Yeah. It's because it's not covered with insurance. Um, so I might want to do like a $600 diagnosis and it's not on my that record, but I'll have a, a professional actually like review it and tell me, which like we already know, but like, I think that's also something that I'm struggling with is like, do I need the official document to like already know that I'm struggling? You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm struggling. I know what I struggle with. I, I know the things that I've yeah. tried to adapt myself. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a ton of money. That's so unfair. Yeah. So that's why I love TikTok and Twitter for for the <laughs> autism community. And, and there's a lot of uh, professionals there and researchers and therapists and neuropsychologists and tons of like professionals in the space that are, you know, trying to change that. But slowly but surely. Yeah. Well, it's also a way to feel heard and seen, right? Like, um, I think the most validating thing is just having people say like, yeah, that happens to me too. And yeah. like, you're not it's, alone. Yeah. I mean, it was like literally life-changing at when I started, I think it was probably maybe just under a year ago or yeah. I mean, I don't remember if it was like January or February or something like that when I started reading into it, or maybe it was December. Um, but it's been almost a year that I've been looking into it. So, um, I think that definitely like, I mean, it had, had a ripple effect. I got an ADHD diagnosis. Like I, I got a piece of the puzzle solved. Um, and I'm getting help for what I need help for in that aspect. So, Mm -hmm. and I think like, just also with any kind of psychiatric wellness thing, I don't want to call it an illness, but it's really hard because I feel like a lot of them overlap and no, exactly. Just like a ton of gray areas. So yeah, when you try to characterize someone, it's just like, oh, uh, you know, they're a little bit of this, they're a little bit of that. Um, it's just really challenging. So in a way, a diagnosis is great because maybe there's a particular medication that you can benefit from if you meet some kind of criteria. And maybe you'll seek support from the right specialists, but at the same time, managing yourself symptomatically with like proven things like therapy and support groups and education and just like general well-being, like light exercise, good sleep and drinking water. Like sometimes just having any kind of self-diagnosis for self-awareness is totally enough and super beneficial. Totally. I absolutely agree. Um, what are you working on, like for yourself, pivoting off of mm. me onto you? Are you working on anything like, like mentally or yeah? Um, yeah, I think there's things kind of at the front of mine. And then I think there's like more latent things brewing down below. Um, maybe like front of mind is just trying to well a few things maybe like I I just I'm trying to express myself more um and just be like I don't know I don't want to say like more of my authentic self I have always worn my heart on my sleeve my emotions are clearly written on my face at all times I really have no issue being exactly who I'm I am because I cannot help it but I just mean more like expressive like getting this tattoo was huge for me like yeah, letting other people in was, on who you are a little bit more, huh? Exactly. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not that I'm not able to express myself, but maybe like express more of like the unique pieces of me in different scenarios. So, um, and not being as afraid that people will judge me. Like it seems weird at 32 to say that, but there's still lots of parts of me that I feel like people will judge. And, you know, it's weird to be like, okay, I finally opened up on this particular thing. And I'm worried that the people that saw me before I opened up will judge me for this authentic piece of me. I feel Um, you. You know, you sent me that TikTok about attract and repel. And my initial thought was like, oh my God, I don't like the idea of having people who hate me. I know. And then this guy was like going on and on. He's like, if if you have no one in your life that hates you or dislikes you, then you're not being authentic and you are creepy. (laughs) And like, there's something you're hiding. And I was like, okay, drama queen. But at the same time, there's definitely some truth behind that. Like, you're not on this planet to please everyone. Like a lemon is a lemon. Like a lemon doesn't just try to secretly be a peach. It's a lemon, right? Like your lemon is exactly what you need in your whiskey sour. You don't want to put a peach in your whiskey sour. You want a lemon, but you're not going to pick up a lemon and eat a lemon for a snack. So it's not like attract and repel are a positive and a negative. It's just scenario one and scenario two. And I think I just need to start seeing things as like just different situations, not as like positive and negative like okay so like the way that I see it too um I totally agree with you and I'm going through the exact same thing um that's why I send you those things because like sometimes like I need it just as much as when I send it to you um and I had the same thing I'm like oh that's so hard it's like because we're people pleasers um and that's something that you and I are really trying to unlearn like in our own lives um And it's really difficult when you have like (laughs) the level of anxiety that each of us do have. Um, But I think of like people that I really genuinely admire and these people are authentically themselves, like, like Dylan Mulvaney. Um, We wanted to have her on, on the podcast, um, but she blew up, (laughs) Um, which I love. And I'm so proud of her for, but we we were like this close to having Dylan before she blew up. Um, But yeah, um, I think about how much hate she gets. And like, I, I can't understand it because she is like one of the most incredible people that I've ever seen on like on social media, anywhere. Um, and I can't imagine how people could hate her. But because she is so authentically herself, she does get hate. And so I think I have to think about it in that way of like, people are going to love you to that extreme because you've really let people in on who you are. And it's not, that doesn't mean you show them literally every aspect of your life. That's not really what being vulnerable is. It's more just like being like open with like what, like what your heart says, like what you're motivated by, what you feel compelled to say, even when you feel like you should be quiet, like things like that moments like that. Um, And I think, I think that's to the point of that TikToker of like, well, I don't really want to please any alt-right people. Like I, I would like them to not like me. You know what I mean? Like they're not my friends. They stand for things that I really don't believe in. Um, yeah, I feel like they're hateful. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to be associated with people like that. And it kind of almost plays into like the like silence is violence concept of just like, if you're in the middle 
and you're not picking a side, you're always going to choose kind of a worse side. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're not aligning yourself with your deepest values, then you might accidentally not align with anything, which kind of makes you align with the opposite of what you really stand in and believe in. Whatever you believe in, whatever it is. Um, so I think that's kind of like to the core of, of what that TikTok was about. Now, I still need to figure that out, how to do that. <laughs> because I'm like, yes, I know. yes, I feel so motivated. I can be myself. And then I think about things that I say and I cringe. And I'm like, no, we're unlearning that. We're unlearning that. But it's hard. Especially because like, you know, we're a couple millennial girls. We also had a, a, a different kind of like exposure to how women are seen in the media in general and just kind of like growing up and seeing like backlash that people get just for saying something wrong, you know, accidentally or being surrounded by the wrong people accidentally, you know? And it's not that people can't learn, but like, I think that's something that you and I are afraid of. It's just like accidentally doing something wrong with the intention of wanting to do something right. Yeah. And it feels like it's a really, um, it, like, it feels like it would be a pretty quick fall. <laughs> Like just everyone's really hot headed these days and everyone has a lot on their mind. So I feel like the world is lacking a little bit of empathy and it's kind of an uncomfortable place to self-explore. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're, you're not only afraid of like the, the comments of like, oh, you're wearing that. But then you also have these savage 12-year-olds who are coming in your comments, just like tearing you apart. Like I will sometimes watch a TikTok and I'm like, you go girl, like you look great. And then I'll see the comments and I'm like, oh, you guys are horrible, like really, really, really mean. And I think like that even scares me from wanting to create content in the first place because like I already see what people are saying about people that I'm like, you have like such a sweet, like essence about you. Like I can't understand why people would want to be mean to somebody who's kind hearted or like is trying to be genuine and trying to like, you know, make somebody else happy on the other side of the world. Um, so it's just, it is disheartening. Yeah. Have you seen those TikToks with the boat that's going forward and like sad Titanic music and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, doing whatever <laughs> because user 8,000 yes. said that I couldn't do that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like, literally I could stand in that boat and be, be like me just trying to have real emotions and wear what I want and not brush my hair. But I can't because user whatever said I couldn't and I looked weird. Uh, like, I know. It's literally like that. But you know what? Okay, so from the other side of it, like as as a watcher, you, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts when girls are like, um, oh, don't mind my hair. Oh, like, sorry, I look bad. Before they even get to their point, like, girl, I'm not even looking at that. I'm not even like my first thought when I scrolled onto your TikTok is not wow, she looks bad. What is she going to say? Like, not at all. <laughs> at all. I don't even notice their hair until they call it no. out. I'm here to see what you have to say. Never. Like, what are you trying to make me laugh? Yeah. What are you trying to teach me? That's what I'm here for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've been exposed to beauty tips up the ass for the past, you know, <laughs> 30 years that, you know, we've been around. Like, we know. You know what I mean? Like, we can find, like the the model tips when we need them we're here for what you have to say and what you're here to put in the world so it, it, also, i'm just like gonna i'm not say. offended by your 
beauty. Like by I am not offended you are. by your appearance. Like, like it's yeah, okay. It drives me nuts. It's so yeah. funny. But it's because uh, people something. say something. No, and you know, I've I've yeah. seen I've seen people comment that on videos, and then the creator will say, like, oh, I have to say it now because people have said something in my comments before. And I think the answer to that is like just those you have to brush off. Yeah, it's like people need to learn how to brush things off like that. Yeah, but like not even just in the virtual world, like feel like people do that all the time. Like I'm out walking the dog and it, I feel like the need to apologize for my general appearance <laughs> on like a Sunday at two mean. in the afternoon when I see my actual neighbor. And it's like, well, I'm literally walking a dog. This is literally my property and you pretty much live in my house. So I, I'm sorry for nothing. Like, yeah, I live here. I exist. Goodbye. Yeah, no, that's the exact reason I don't turn my webcam on for uh, work. And I accidentally had it on today. And like, you can see my hair now. It's like in a nice slick back bun, but it wasn't slicked back then. It was a messy, like greasy bun. And um, I was looking kind of like this, but like it only showed like this part of my face. I was like, oh man, how embarrassing. <laughs> um, but like, I don't need the judgment. I'm here to work. I'm not here to be like pretty on your camera. Cause if you want to see me pretty on your camera, well, on your phone, rather go to Instagram. That's what that's there for. <laughs> yeah. I cannot get away with that. I have to like show up on clinics at least two to three times a week. It's so exhausting. Oh, I know what you mean. And then I also have this weird feeling of just like, um, oh, that's like the blonde girl. And I'm like the only blonde girl in the whole clinic, which I don't know how to feel about, like what to think of it. Like everyone is either like older than me or like of a different nationality than me. And I'm fine absolutely with all of those things, but it's just funny because like a colleague of mine has pointed out a few times like, oh, Ashley, you're just so pretty. And I'm like, thank you. But also like, that's the most uncomfortable thing to hear in a situation where you're trying to focus. Um, no, for real. And it has nothing to do with how I work. And then what do you, what am I supposed to think on the days where I clearly, I am not looking that way. Like, what are you thinking? Like, Oh, you've really let yourself down today. <laughs> like, Oh man. Just, like, don't remark I, on my looks. Like it's so weird. So it's weird. I agree. I mean, if you're like in a professional setting, it's very weird. Like if you're looking hot going to Whole Foods and you're wearing your work attire, like I feel like you can like get complimented and feel good about that. Like, all right, I'm just like in work mode, but something about my aura is looking good. But I feel like in a workplace setting, it's just kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe it's I love when people compliment like my outfit, but I just, I feel like super self-conscious and it's probably because a lot of the things that people are saying right now in like, in workplaces about like Jedi, like justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And then just the fact that like, I'm the butt of all jokes at the moment, like, oh, there's another white blonde girl just speaking her mind. And I'm like, yep. So it just, it's just hard because I don't want to stand out like a sore thumb, but I also don't want to show up like looking my worst. So I don't know how to like show up now sometimes yeah that's hard that reminds me of like reminds me of like when I would dress up uh 
I mean, not even dress up, just like get dressed for school and high school. And like my parents, especially my dad, would make comments about everything that I wore. And like, I mean, you know me, I really love fashion and I love to explore it. And I, I love to be a little bit adventurous with it sometimes when it when the moment calls. And especially as I'm growing up, um, I really leaned into it and I would just, you know, try and find my own sense of fashion. But my dad would always be like, you're wearing that. And then he'd be like, oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. And I'm like, okay, I'm still scarred literally for life. Sorry. Um, you cannot say that to your teenage daughter. Um, yeah. So just reminds me of that kind of traumatic feeling oh. of like, why would you say that? And like, it's none of your business. I'm not here for you. This is my existence is not for your view. Yeah. I don't know what it is about dads from the 80s like or 90s that we're just like, I'm going to have a beautiful little angel. And if she's not exactly as I imagined, I will ridicule her to a point of no return. Oh, yeah. I gave my dad a hard time. My dad learned that lesson the hard way. He still tries to learn that lesson with me. He thinks that I'll sit pretty and do whatever. And I'm like, no, I am a troll. I'm a troll woman. (laughs) I'm a troll. (laughs) Like your TikTok, or like your reel that blew blew up. Um, what was it? She was like a witch lady. What was the sound? Yeah, it's like um, I don't want any more boss boss bitch. I want to be a goblin troll. Oh yeah, goblin princess witch. or something. Yeah, yeah, that lives in the forest and gives out candy to the village children oh, and blah blah blah. And <laughs> yeah, that's literally us. That's literally how it is. And I think that's how it's going. Like, yeah, I can look good. And yeah, I can appreciate a compliment. Like, that's a whole nother situation, like taking compliments where they're deserved. But I just, it just feels like it's an excessive spotlight that is mostly just uncomfortable and is just not favorable at this point. So don't shine it, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I feel like we can cover one more good juicy question do you want to pick it we, we wrote a lot <laughs> oh yeah okay um how about tell me a little bit about where your motivation level is at right now as the year comes to the end and how are you dealing with it <laughs> yeah the youtuber watchers saw that face um motivation is hard and and kind of like a little bit of what I was saying earlier, it's like, it's hard for me to just like create it from thin air. So, um, I mean, it's probably a little bit like you where you have to kind of have that external motivation, somebody cheering you on a little bit or like telling you that they appreciate what you're doing or, or just like commenting on it. Like having the acknowledgement of like whatever you're working on exists kind of like helps like remind me of the importance of it. And like people are watching and not in a way that it's like there's pressure to it, but in a way that it's like, it's like, they're ready for you. Like whatever you're doing, like they're, they're ready for, to see what you have to do kind of thing. So that's like a little bit motivating when I, when I get it, but it's not always there. Um, so, um, a lot of times that we talked about this in our creativity episode, a lot of times it's just, um, like kind of consuming the things that I find like creative or interesting and not in an over consuming way where I'm like, watching too many I mean I do watch too many TikToks but like <laughs> not in these frames of mind but like 
you know, unique stories or movies or music or podcasts or um, like YouTube videos, um, you know, kind of just diving into other areas of content um, of things that I know can like, kind of like light that fire under my ass. Um, just like reminding me who I am and what my power is and like what I'm here to do and like what purpose I can find in myself and things like that. I think those are the most empowering and motivating. Um, but then there's the actual like action taking and that's the part that I'm still trying to figure out. I think that's kind of like where my, my disability is. Um, and, uh, kind of like my downfall (laughs) a little bit, but, um, try not to frame it like that. Um, but it's hard because I feel like I am like working against myself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, having that self-awareness is step one, right? And I don't know. I think external versus internal motivation, like I, didn't we cover that in one of the earlier episodes? It's something I, think we I have, definitely yeah. Yeah, struggle with as well because there are certain tasks that I'm exclusively internally motivated for. Um, but then there's a lot of stuff, which is like the day-to-day stuff, the important things, the things that keep like the host from catching on fire um, that are really externally motivated. And so when there's too many of those tasks, like making full circle here, I just feel like I need that extra motivation. You know, I might be able to plan my day, but just like you said, to actually get through the checklist, like Oh, maybe the first two things. Yeah. Something I listened to, I think on like a podcast or maybe it was a TikTok, but they were saying that um, people with ADHD get the dopamine of checking the list off or creating the list of like before they even like reach the thing that they're supposed to do. So if somebody like writes a list that says like, go get groceries, like water the garden and like take the trash out. And the fact that they wrote that down makes them feel like they did it. And like, they might not actually get the task done because they already got the dopamine from writing the tasks down or checking it off, which I think is really funny. And I have to remind myself that when I go through my checklists. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just wanted to plug that in there. Um, Do you, are you a list keeper? Does that help you generally? Um, That's actually so funny that you ask. I would like to say I am a chaotic post-it note writer to a point where I'm drowning in a sea of post-it notes. Do you not like uh, like an agenda or something or a journal? No, I, I basically the, the way that my brain works is that there's this huge like mind map of things that need to get done. And it's like kind of like a central core. So if it's like really hot and close to the core, then I'm going to work on it. And if it's kind of out here on the fringes, then I might think of it if like something connects to the more important stuff. So there's really no logic here. So I just carry like, um, I just carry my sticky pad and as soon as some random thing gets to the core and is important, then I'm like, ah, I, love I that. stick it to the laptop. Yeah. And then that might be a list, but you can only put like six things on a post-it note. And then as soon as what are done, some things that, Yeah. So give me an example. Like what would be something like close to the core and something away from the core? And how would you write that down? Like, do you put like buy Marley food on your post-it notes? Like those okay. kinds of things? So. I guess I like the self-torture of the mental exercise of trying to juggle all of the things I need to remember. So I only put the most important things on the list, like 
pay parking ticket, um, like tomorrow's clinics in person, not on the video, um, like dates. So like I have, let's say I have an appointment on the weekend. I'll write that on the, the post-it note, like things that just, I don't have like a rhetoric for, like, I have like, I have like a little thing, like, okay, if I go to Costco, these are the things I always need. And then if there's something new, I seem to be able to have like the ability to just throw that ball in the air and just like keep juggling it. Um, All right, nice. And like, I know like my schedule, I don't write that down. I know my family schedule. I don't write that down. I generally have my work schedule memorized at least a week in advance. So like, you can tell why I'm feeling burnt out. Perhaps I should use more than sticky notes. But it's pretty much like I'll write something that just doesn't seem like something I'm gonna remember. So I don't care about it, but I know it's important. Do you got, use the notes in your phone? Way. Like, there's like yeah, a I reminders too. app too. I start. Oh, do you oh. not use reminders? No, I'm gonna <gasps> okay. show you. No, I do. Oh, okay. I'm gonna show you just how sick I really am. Look at yes. how many alarms I have. Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> alarms forever for days, seconds, hours, minutes, everywhere in between. It's horrible. Okay, wait, I have a trick. I, I have to tell you about this trick that I taught myself. Maybe I've talked about it on here before. Um, I didn't teach myself this. I just thought of it one day. Okay. So you know how, like when you set a bunch of alarms, like, cause you're like, I need to wake up in the morning. I need to wake up early or whatever. You set like five alarms, um, change the last alarm to the most alarming, horrible, wretched, awful sound you can think of that you can find in your phone. Mine is just called alarm cause it's horrible. And it literally startles me awake, but it, it's different. So it's like my regular alarm isn't so aggressive. It's very nice. And it like wakes me up slowly. So I'm not like panicked when I wake up. But if I set five alarms and I'm not up by alarm four, I deserve to be harassed awake. So I set like a really awful alarm for my fifth alarm and that jolts me awake. Um, Sometimes I'll set my alarm like two, three minutes apart if I really need to get up early. Um, Life hack for you. I don't know if you'll ever need it. Well, um, I mean, I slept through an alarm this weekend, but in my defense, I did get up at 4.30 and I got a little thrown off by being awake at 4.30 for an hour. But um, I usually set two alarms and I generally sleep at least 40 minutes longer consistently and wake up when I need to. So I just started setting my alarms 40 minutes earlier than I need to. That's kind of nice. That's also ridiculous. I don't know. I might like my list of alarms, like, they're just stupid. Like, um, this says cancel eye exam. Okay. Oh, do you use the reminders app though? Cause you're just putting your reminders on your alarms. Oh, okay. Tell, tell me more. <gasps> okay. So I have this on my phone, um, like on a widget and it's, it's just on my home screen and I just have like all of like, it's basically what what I would put on sticky notes. Um, if you look, uh, I'll show you on the screen. It's just like a huge list with like a bubble and you just tap it. It's just like any to-do app. But I like this because it's like right on my home screen. So I click it. If I have something random I need to think of and I just type it right away because it's, it's like my version of the post-it notes. It's like anything that I won't remember. Um, and then if I have downtime and I'm like, oh, I can fill something in 
with something I need to get done, what what was it I need to get done again? That's like my running list. That's That's been helpful. That might help you. I will probably try that because that might be easier than the like 20. The post-its are, I mean, that's kind of the aesthetic way, but if you want to go the digital way, it has been helpful. I mean, kind of like losing yourself in a pile of recycling. Yeah. But I might try the reminders app. (laughs) Yeah. I think you like it and do the alarm trick if you think you need it. Um, it's a I good think one. I will need that. I like the idea of a little more aggressive. Like you need to get out of bed now. Like you've had. Yeah, enough. no, it's like, it's literally like last alarm. Cause that's also something that I would, I used to fall asleep through them because they would be the exact same. You know what I mean? You kind of anticipate. Yeah, you, your body is trained. Yeah. It knows. Right. Um, did you want to go over anything else or do you, do you feel like that's a good episode? No, listeners, what do you think? Um, <laughs> do you have one thing that needs validating today that we can validate for you? Um, yeah, just like who I am. Just like validate uh, who I am, please. <laughs> yeah, we are going to validate you. So, Katie, you are an extremely ah, hardworking. This is hard for me, too. Um, <laughs> you're an extremely hardworking, thoughtful, creative individual with so many ideas just exploding out of you. And you work on so many projects at the same time. You okay. just deserve to have a break and just to give yourself credit for all that you're capable of doing and just how amazing you are to everyone that you interact with on a daily basis. So, you are seen, you are heard, and you are allowed to be your different self. So stop masking and show us your true beauty. With Ain't trying. Oh, thank you, I Ashley. Know. I'll give you a hug it's from not here. Easy. <laughs> what can what can we validate for you, Ashley? Um, you can validate that even though I do too much and I let people down sometimes, I'm doing my best. No, you are doing, you're literally doing your best and you're doing amazing, Ashley. I feel like you're, okay, like there's a reason why you want to do so much and it's because you're passionate about so much and because you have a lot of like love and like, like love for people and love for art and love for humanity. And like, that's why we started this podcast because we love like humans and and things and, you know, just how people are. And um, you should not be shy about that either because that's what makes you magnetic and that's what makes you fun. And that's what makes people want to spend time with you. Um, that's mm. why people listen to your podcast because they want to listen to you. And, um, that's why we love your painting. And that's, I mean, you're literally put on this earth to create for us. We're here and we're your audience and we just want to see everything that you do. We love you, mm. Ashley. Thank you. Love you. Keep too. doing everything. And you're not disappointing anybody. <laughs> We just want you to be happy. That's what everybody wants from from you. We just want you to be happy. Thank you. That's super valid. (laughs) Good. Same. Okay. Without further ado, this has been the Coconut Grove Podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, You can follow me at Katie Dessen, Ashley at Ashley Hansen, us at the Coconut Grove Pod. Um... What else, Ashley? Leave us a review. Uh, Enter our giveaway by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Just write some words and leave some stars. Yeah. Leave a review if you can. Follow us on Instagram just so that we know you exist. 
Um, and we would love to give you some of our wicked puzzle puzzles. Um, we'll probably be dropping that soon, but uh, yeah, say hello. We want that connection. It means a lot. We love you guys. We will see you next week.